Adult Designs. Oi! This episode of the Brutal Reality Digest Online Podcast is brought to you by New World Designs, Vancouver's finest selection of retro-inspired fashion. Located on West Hastings Street, New World is locally owned and operated in just plain radical. They strive to bring the best in vintage reproduction brands such as Collective, Fruit of Vixen, Hell Bunny, Band Apparel, Betty Page Clothing, and more. They can also hook you up with accessories like jewelry from local designers. Aw, yeah! New World Designs is also a recognized safe place by the Vancouver Police Department, as they are inclusive to all who wish to embrace this retro look. Don't live in Vancouver? Unfortunately, neither do I. Luckily, New World Designs now offers an online store. That's right, head on over to nwdvan.com and she can ship your groovy new clothing right to your door. Still not satisfied? Tell your pals at Brutal Reality Digest sent you by using the coupon code STAYRAD and get a 10% discount. Now that's a spanking deal, folks. Once again, that's nwdvan.com, or if you're lucky enough to live right in Vancouver, head on down to 434 West Hastings Street and say hello to Jen and her lovely crew. That's New World Design. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Brutal Reality Digest online podcast, also known as Bird Drop. I'm flying solo again, and I am pleased, pleased, pleased to welcome the one, the only, James Meyer from the band Sessions and Berserker. How's it going today, man? Oh, man, I am good. How are you doing? Quite well, man. It's a it's a nice mild day here in Red Deer, Alberta. So it's not. I haven't left the house, but it, I assume it's mild just by looking outside. Uh, dude, same here in Lethbridge. I am uh, I'm actually doing this interview in my car because you know, as a 35 year old playing in punk bands, I live in a basement suite as is the standard. So there's like some kids that live above me, so they're like super loud. So I'm just you know, but now my car. It's actually really nice. I've got coffee with me. Oh, Hit the bong before I got here gonna be a good interview <laughs> i didn't know that you were in your car this whole time i've just been kind of dragging out the the prelude here kind of feel like a dick now thanks for the heads up no it's a beautiful day out i'm enjoying this windows down <laughs> no i got the windows up because like one of these neighbor guys is putting up christmas lights which i mean he's probably gonna start swearing soon because he doesn't look like he's having fun so <laughs> the joys of of the yuletide decorations good times no it's just the fucking worst man I actually got into it this year. I don't have anything else going on, so I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going going balls to the wall on the on the Christmas lights. So I, I went a little overboard, but I'm loving it. Yeah, I mean, like, right now, perfect time to do it. But, like, a regular year, I don't think I, I would want to. Because <laughs> it just seems like a lot of fucking work, and I'm a busy guy, you know? You don't want to decorate your uh, one window that leads to the outside or whatever you got in your basement suite? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I'm a single guy. Like, who am I putting the Christmas tree up for? Like, come on. <laughs> you know, some presents under there to myself? Like, fuck. <laughs> and there's not a great, uh, well, it's pretty iffy whether or not you'll be able to go to mom and dad's house this, this Christmas. Guess we'll see what happens in the next month, but it's unknown. Yeah, I mean, like, my dad lives alone as a single guy, so I think, like, we can, like, 
go hang out with each other. If we were like, hey, this is the one guy I'm allowed to hang out with. And then me and my dad can just chill on Christmas and we'll just watch Star Trek or some shit. Okay. You got you got a backup yeah. plan. Oh, yeah. Here's to being single and alone. <laughs> oh, I'm neither of those things. fantastic, man. I was in relationships for a long time, and I got to tell you, they're, they're like kind of a hassle sometimes. I mean, they're cool. You know that. You're married and shit. So, like, they can be cool, but like, they're kind of a hassle. So, like, right now I'm enjoying this. Like, I've been single for almost a full year, and it's fucking been great. So what you're saying is you sleep in a racing car. <laughs> <laughs> you sleep in a big bed with your wife why <laughs> james van houten over here it's living that single life he's a big deal down at the cracker factory <laughs> if i could wish man free crackers oh that would be the thing hashtag simpsons meme page <laughs> hell yeah man that's so, all i do by the way yeah me too i saw your uh sharing one the other day and that's like a deep cut. I don't even but think that was a regular episode, the, the fly girl Mo giving one of these. All right, here's the 411, folks. Say some gangster is dissing your fly girl. You just give him one of these. I can't even remember what the episode that's from. It's like, uh, I think it's the one where he's like teaching the marriage course and Mo's teaching like how to dance like a fucking one of the outsiders or whatever or west, <laughs> west side story shit i can't remember and we can thank the internet for memeing the shit out of it and but it still hasn't got old for me yeah no like i can still go back and watch the same fucking simpsons episode i've seen 50 times and that shit's still funny to me so yeah there's like for me it's like season two to about season 12 so i have them all on like a little flash yeah. drive and me and my wife watch them like every night but I can't watch the new ones personally. I think they're awful. Uh, dude, there was like a, I think season twelve. Like after that, there's a showrunner change, and then the style of the show changes, and it's just not the same. Yeah, once they got, uh, they used to have like Conan O'Brien at the helm and stuff, so it was understandably hilarious with him running it. And then yeah, now it's just kind of like they're just collecting their money, not even really trying anymore. Yeah, and and a lot of it. Oh. What I need to do is make something that's like really good, and then just fucking milk it for all the money it's worth. Isn't that Until it becomes shitty and dead and not. Yeah. Isn't that why you started your band, Sessions and <laughs> Berserker? Perfect segue. Perfect segue. That's, that's, that's entirely the reason. We were just like, well, fuck, if we release one good album, we'll make a shit ton of money and then we can just Metallica the rest of the way through our careers, you know? Has it happened yet? No, not yet. We're still <laughs> working on getting the good album out. <laughs> it's coming, though, folks. It's coming. <laughs> Down the pipeline. Yeah, no, we're. We're pretty stoked. Uh, like Berserker's got a brand new album. That's one coming out. Uh, it's the very first Berserker album, which is pretty cool. And like, we were planning on playing shows and touring and shit, but you know, COVID. So we're like, fuck it, let's just hit the studio. So that's what we did, and we ended up recording eleven tracks and got you know, all produced and mastered and all that shit. And it's finally coming out on December eleventh. So that's pretty cool. That's what I heard, and that's why you're on the show today to talk about that album. So. Berserker is for you crazy Lethbridge guys. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm the newest member of Berserker. Berserker's got, like, a long history. Uh, they first formed in, like, 2009 or something. I was not in the band when they were first a thing. Uh, I remember going to see them in shows back in the day and being like, holy shit, this is the best band in Lethbridge. So it's kind of cool to be in it now. But they, they broke up for, like, 10 years. There was five of them originally. And... Uh, 
one of their guitar players didn't come back. So John, our singer, he started playing guitar as well. And uh, their bass player, he's a busy guy, so he couldn't come back. And they're like, hey, you want to play bass? And I'm like, yeah, all right, let's do that. So that was about a year ago. And we had just like, they had a bunch of songs written, but they had never recorded them. So we had to rewrite all fucking 11 songs pretty much. There was like seven of them that they had like a cell phone recording of a video like <laughs> from a show they played. And uh, so they sent that to me and they're like, try to learn these. And I'm like, I'm not fucking doing that. Just show me the riffs, right? <laughs> and so they didn't. We ended up writing, yeah, four. We had to rewrite four of the songs completely because they had no recordings and like, you know, 10 years of beer, none of them remembered how to play the songs anymore. So. Yeah, guitar player is also in session. So was he in Berserker the whole time, or did he? Did you guys kind of like a joint package? You both joined. Well, yeah. Like I refuse to let Brian play in a band I'm not in because I like feel like he'll ditch me. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he um, they they formed Berserker back. It was Brian and John's idea. Uh, John the singer and Brian the guitar player from both my bands. He was. Uh, it was their idea. They put the songs together. They wrote them all originally. Uh, so Brian's one of the founding members too, and Bo, our drummer, also one of the founding members. So all three of them are originals, and I'm the only new guy. So okay, I didn't know your whole story. Yeah, we're a, we're a fucking weird ass band. They had, like I said, John used to be just a roaming singer kind of thing. He wasn't playing guitar, and they had another guitar player, but uh, they didn't want to come back. And we are just like, ah, fuck it. John knows how to play guitar, so he just started doing that. So he is playing guitar now in the band he is now yeah like when the band originally formed he was not but uh rather than trying to find a replacement guitar player he just played guitar and that's he's a fucking great guitar player he's been playing in bands for years he's been in like atrophy manuscript and super void and a bunch of shit like that so he's he's been doing this for years he's he's no slouch just the reason why i asked that because folks at home you should definitely check out their new video for the song we are the empire He's not playing guitar in that video, so that's why I was a little bit confused about that setup. Yeah, he's not playing guitar in the video because he just likes running around as a singer sometimes, but he does play guitar on the entire album and on that track. Like The recording has him playing guitar, but he's just not in the video because he just thought it'd be fun to run around like an idiot. And it was. It looks like uh, if anybody sticks around till the end of that song, kind of he's hanging upside down and... <laughs> I was wondering if he actually hurt himself because it looks like he fell right on his own head when he's hanging upside down from the rafters. Right, so that had to be the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life, like in real time. <laughs> like, because uh, he's right in front of me when he's doing it, and he hangs upside down from the rafters. And like, we didn't clean those rafters before he tried to do it, so they were like super dusty. We're in this like dank ass basement, right? He just slipped immediately, and he face plants like he, he fucking he hit hard, and he fell backwards, like curled backwards into the drum kit. But he didn't stop singing. He just got up and he kept going. Like, we didn't even cut the tape. We kept filming. <laughs> yeah, you see it at the end and it's like, ooh, that actually looks like it It may have hurt quite significantly. <laughs> I mean, like, we were enough beers into the night that, like, it was tomorrow's problem at that point, you know? <laughs> even if he hurt himself, he was fine, you know? Well, I mean, you can't be in a hardcore band and then, like, on the ground whimpering like that's it's not a good aesthetic you know no it was, it was funny like uh i kept playing and brian tried to help him up and then he's like nah fuck let's just keep going so brian's like all right fuck it went back to playing and yep we finished the rest of that take <laughs> you sure did man you sure did <laughs> 
the second time we we did that same scene again, like we retook it, and when he hung that time, he just hung from his hands. I think he was a little scared, you know. You followed your face once, you learned a lesson. Yeah, fool, fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we had we had a lot of fun. Just like uh, you know, is the uh, the girls in the video are basically just girlfriends and wives of the band members and like shit like that. So we're just you know through a party in uh, the drummer's basement and fucking turn some cameras on and. That's how you make videos in Lethbridge during COVID. Yeah, now you can't even do that, so good thing you got done. Yeah, now we can get together to hang out, so we literally did that, like, we filmed that video four days before the new measures came in, so we're lucky. Yeah, you don't want to be a berserker super spreader. <laughs> or maybe that is on Yeah, we're trying to, <laughs> yeah we're like, I don't know. I mean, we're crazy people, but we're not like that crazy. So we're doing our best, trying not to get each other sick and shit. And like, you know, we're hoping to like keep it to like people you know that were within our own groups, like people we're normally with anyway. And then, but now we can't even do that. So yeah, the whole cohort That's thing like, is confusing. Well, it's not like we called our extended friend group up and we're like, hey, everybody, let's fucking get together and throw a massive party. We're like, okay, there's like nine of us here, and we're all people that see each other on a pretty damn regular basis anyway, kind of thing. So. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. if, you, if you got the sniffles or you can't uh, smell James's farts, then stay home. <laughs> if you can't smell my farts, there's something seriously wrong with you. <laughs> That's more than COVID. That's gotta get into yeah. Oh man, these things are these are <laughs> awful. It's mostly coffee and bacon problems. You know, <laughs> I don't eat very healthy. Sounds like a single guy in a basement suite problem. <laughs> I've been that yeah. guy. That's all those. <laughs> Plus all those fancy beers I've been trying, you know, it's just too. Probably why I've been single for a year, to be honest with you. <laughs> just one Dutch oven too many, and now words got out. <laughs> yeah, you got to get a girlfriend it's, from two it's towns. It's funny over. the first times, but yeah, <laughs> probably the first few times. But then your girlfriend leaves you, and you're like, oh, well, I guess I shouldn't have done that twenty times. <laughs> yeah, the first first seven times were were all fun and games, and then when the permanent brain yeah. damage happened but from the just... lack of oxygen. Not so funny anymore. Yeah. It's, at some point, a Dutch oven does become like some sort of like domestic abuse, I think, <laughs> if you do it too much, you know? I think so, man. It's like psychological and physical damage that yeah. can't be repaired. Yeah. Like, can you imagine just like every time you pulled over a blanket, all you can think of like, oh, I'm going to smell that part. You know, it's just like, <laughs> you can't sleep under those conditions. It's ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. Well, uh, speaking of farts, let's talk a little bit more about uh, Hollywoodland, <laughs> your fresh new album. Yeah, so um, we went in, I want to say it was probably like, it was March or April, like it was right after the lockdown hit and we are like, fuck it, let's just go record. We had a couple shows booked in like April there and obviously that all got canceled out. So we went and talked to our buddy Quint. Uh, we've all known him for years as a recording artist here in Lethbridge. And uh, like, hey, man, we're fucking bored of shit. We got nothing to do. We can't play shows. Can we come make this album? He's like, yeah, man, I got nothing going on right now either because my bands can't do anything. So we went in there. We recorded with them. We did it like it was kind of like a live take album. You know, we were like we just all played there. We jammed out the set and we were all recording at the same time. The only thing we did post was vocals. So we did it all like live from the floor kind of thing. And it was like we hammered it out quick. Like we just played it and it sounded good and we're like okay cool and then uh shipped it off to a guy named Stu Stu McKillop out in Vancouver he works in a place called like Rain City Recorders and yeah he uh 
did a fucking phenomenal job of mastering. Uh, I'm actually pretty stoked on both Quint and Stu. The guys we worked with on this album did fucking phenomenal work. And I'm really excited for people to hear it because, I mean, we we wrote the songs, but they made them sound good. So it was fucking, it was a really cool experience. And we're pretty, pretty excited to get this out in a couple weeks here. Yeah, so you just uh, you just put it out on your own record label? What was it, Jam Hall Records? Yeah, I mean, like, we've been renting the same fucking hall for 10 years to play music between all the various bands that we've all been in. And we just call it the Jam Hall, and we always have. And a lot of times we just end up self-releasing something. So when we do, we're just like, ah, it's on Jam Hall Records. So that's what it's on. I'm pretty sure that's how Epitaph yeah, started, by just being a label, they, or a logo they put on their CDs, <laughs> Bad Religion did, so... You never know, maybe Jam Hall will be the next epitaph. Oh, fuck. I can only hope. <laughs> That's possible, right? We do release nothing but high-quality sessions and Berserker albums. So I think, uh, what else is on Jam Hall Records? Nothing right now. Probably Dirty Specials. There's uh, another band in there called the Dirty Specials, and they spell their name wrong, and I don't know how to spell it. But they, uh, they're on Jam Hall Records, too. They probably got an album coming out soon. They're like a rock band. You know, they're like one of those, like... We're gonna play some rock tunes and just fucking chill out, kind of bands. They're really cool. I like them. So what? What's the significance of the name of the of the album? Hollywood Land. <laughs> there is none whatsoever. <laughs> um, so John was making the album cover, which is just I don't know if you've seen this album cover yet, but it's fucking ridiculous. It's just like a bunch of historical figures, and the scene is like it's the JFK uh, parade where he gets shot, and he's like driving through Washington. But, like, John just put the Hollywood Land sign in the background as, like, part of the scene. He was just fucking around. And we're like, well, it's already on the album. We might as well just call it that. <laughs> so really no no significance. So, just trying to be edgy. There's no significance to Hollywood Land at all. It was just John put the Hollywood Land logo in the background because he thought it was funny. And that's what we named the album. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Actually, not really interesting at all, but I like yeah, the way no, you told the like story. A- <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was very good uh, storytelling for a lousy story, but That's, yeah, I mean, like you gotta spice things up a little bit, or else my life is fucking boring as shit. Like that's the metaphor for my my band's music. You know, you presented it in a good way, but it's it's shit. You know, I suffer from the same problem. Oh yeah, polished turds. Well, not even polished, like half polished turds. Do you know what? Uh, last night, um, I'm talking to Jay, the drummer from Session, and uh, he didn't know your song Lawn Dart, so I sent it to him, and now he's a fan of your song Lawn Dart. Fuck you, Doug. Lawn Dart! <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's our pride and joy for sure. <laughs> oh, it's one of my favorite songs of all time. That song's about uh, a guy who's actually... Now he's singing for another band that I'm in, the Off Sailors, and he's a, he's a brutal reality contributor. <laughs> he might be listening to this. Oh, is he really? And uh, yeah, he used to love just, just getting destroyed. And then sometimes, well, the one time in particular, we used to have this place. It was like the the Peasant Palace, we called it. It was out, and it was like a bunch of us rented this acreage, and we just got destroyed and jammed and had shows there and stuff. It's a good time. But he was like moshing around. And he literally fell like a lawn dart, like right into the wall, like fucking head first, feet up high in the air. And I was like, oh my God, like, is he dead? And just popped right back up, grabbed another beer and just wasn't phased at all. So that song came to be. Fucking amazing. 
And then it turns out See, we that's accidentally... a good story. <laughs> turns out we accidentally stole that riff from a No Effects song, but whatever. They didn't suit us yet. <laughs> oh fuck! That's like that's all sessions does, man. We're like the worst No Effects cover band you'll ever hear. Well, I mean, there's only so many chords or notes, right? So eventually, they're gonna get used again. I mean, like we're playing punk rock, man. Like, what do you want us to do? We're we're gonna sound like No Effects or Lagwagon or Satanic Surfers at some point, man. It's just like how it is that's what we were listening to growing up so yeah i i had a new one the other day i did like a this riff came into my mind so i quickly demoed it and sent it to a buddy and then i was like thinking about it later i'm like this is just another one of my own songs like i actually like subconsciously <laughs> ripped off one of my own songs from like six years earlier i'm like oh fuck i already did this song whoops <laughs> <laughs> It was different Ryan enough that you wouldn't have tell, but it's like, this is exact same chord progression, exact same melody. Whoops. Brian did that too recently, whereas like Berserker is like more of a hardcore band where Sessions just plays whatever punk we're feeling at the time. And on our first album, we had a hardcore song called uh, QC and Dub. And uh, recently we were like fucking around at a Berserker jam and Brian's like, I was thinking of this new riff. And he starts playing like a riff that's almost exactly the riff from QC and Dub. And I'm like, man, you already wrote that song. You don't get to write it again. <laughs> Unless. <laughs> Unless. We, just, we cover it in our other band. There you go. You just doubled your Everybody content. That. You, ever, you should cover some chip change next Trash Ambulance show. You know what? I should, uh, whatever. Nobody cares. <laughs> We've actually been talking about reviving <laughs> a couple of them just for fun. Because the uh, new drummer we got, he actually, like his crew of dudes used to come to chimp change shows back in the day so they all like our a lot of our songs so we're like fuck we should just have those on the back burner to bust out when they're in the crowd and see what happens hey might as well right like you got them all recorded up there everybody can listen to them learn them and play them again oh yeah well 66 percent of us in trash ambulance now we're a part of chimp change so it's not that big of a stretch <laughs> yeah and there's your red deer shitty punk rock too. lesson folks at home Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> well, they, they shut this yeah, off hours there's, ago. There's fucking four people in the Red Deer Punk scene. So. And they're very passionate. And they've got bands with all of them. Yeah, it is very passionate. That's <laughs> what's going on down here in Lethbridge, too, though. Like, I'm in half the punk bands in Lethbridge. And the other half consists of, like, I don't know, it's like the same group of 15 people that make up the entire punk scene in Lethbridge. But that's cool, because they're 15, like, awesome people who are super dedicated to the scene. So, Well, the shitty thing is... Well, I guess it's not shitty. It's just part of insert Blink-182 lyrics. It, I guess this is growing up. Fucking people got those things called wives now and infants and jobs and whatnot. So maybe they're not into, you know, slamming fucking pilsers in the back alley at till 4 a.m. anymore. I don't I don't get it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're wrong, but like, I, I guess I understand. <laughs> so wrong. They're, oh, they're definitely wrong. Somebody offers you a pilsner in the back alley, you just drink. That's true. I don't even drink beers like that anymore. But, I mean, if you were to offer me one in the back alley, it'd be insanely rude for me to say no. That's just the well, way it is. Next time I see you, I'll have a fucking pilsner waiting in my jacket for you. Can't wait. 2022 is going to be a good yeah. year. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's probably going to be that long. Hey, when was the last time you and I played a show together? That was, like, 2019, summer, I think. Early 2019, I think, maybe. It was right around the time yeah, we I dropped think it was, uh, a little cassette tape, whenever that was, in June or something. 
Yeah, I think it was June 1st was our show at uh, Moose Hall in Lethbridge. I remember uh, vividly because that was when the... Uh, I remember there was all those fires in BC and it was like a fucking crazy smoke show. <laughs> like we played in oh, Edmonton yeah, and it's yeah. like couldn't even see like five feet in front of you. It was just like fucking crazy smoke. So, I mean, at least we don't have that going this time. I mean, we got a deadly pandemic and you can't do anything, but at least we're not. I guess everybody, I guess some people are choking. So I guess it sucks <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> at least I can sit outside this time, which is nice. I just can't have anybody near me while I'm doing it. Yeah. Which is pretty common for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that's normal. That's no bad. Fuck. <laughs> awesome. So, I guess, let's just... I know you jokingly said there's nobody, not much of a scene, but, like, what's a... What can people expect from the, the Lethbridge music scene? Because there's, there's got to be some passion there with the people that are making yeah. music in Honestly, your town. I say, I say that, but I'm just fucking joking around, man. The scene in this town is really strong just uh i don't know how to put it like i'm sure you deal with this exact same thing in a city the size of red deer where in edmonton you have like actual music scenes like there's the punk scene there's the metal scene there's the rap scene and calgary's the same way where they're like these are independent scenes well we don't fucking have that we we just simply can't we would like we hang out with the country artists we hang out with the metal artists we all hang out together and get shows together because we're very diversified in like what we like, but we're just not a huge city. So we have to work together to make it work. And everybody's really cool about that. And it's really awesome scene to be a part of. Okay. Yeah. Red, you like, need some work on that. <laughs> oh, do you guys, do you guys not get along? These country artists and punk artists fight each other. I wouldn't say it's an, uh, like we get along, but I don't know if there's that much integration, but the, mainly there's just not a big punk scene at the moment. So, we have high hopes for once yeah, these, they, all these restrictions are lifted, whenever that may be. There's going to be more of a unification well, for sure. It has to, it has to happen, otherwise the venues won't survive. And just the culture of a city that's not known for its culture, like it, it needs to happen. So we're I'm looking forward to the future once once it can happen. But yeah, we're about the yeah, we're a little that, bit smaller than you guys, I think. You're actually bigger. I looked it up. Well, I thought you overtook us. You have, uh, more. You guys have more people, according to uh, the government of Alberta websites, but it's like slight. It's not very much. We're basically the same fucking city. Mm, I thought we lost. But, um, we lost that crown to you guys, but maybe it's maybe we kind of just flip flop um, back and forth. I think like we're a huge college university town, so like sometimes we have like an extra ten, fifteen thousand people, and sometimes we don't. So I think that shit comes back and forth. Sometimes people just blow away Especially from right the extreme now. wind. Yeah, like, as a very skinny man, like, there's a good chance I'll just die one day in a wind accident. <laughs> just get carried away Yeah, by the wind. Yeah, it happens all the time. I'm not even joking. I was walking with my uh, nephew one time, and I was holding his hand because, you know, he was, like, two years old. And we are walking, and this kid's, like, whatever, 30 pounds or whatever the hell two-year-olds are, and he just, like, gets picked up by the wind. Like, if I wasn't holding onto his hand, that kid would have been gone. Fucking hell. Insane. Like it's, it's fucking violent down here, man. Why is that, anyways? Just I have no could... idea. Uh, I, I failed all of my meteorology courses. <laughs> you don't got the look of a weather girl, anyways. I uh, know, but uh, yeah, you're right. Like I, I actually do look good in a dress, but we'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt it, and I don't judge. You, oh, be, man. my friend. <laughs> 
I've got a few videos I can send you, but uh, you know, <laughs> I feel like I I've seen, seen some there. images on social media. Yeah, there's an old sessions video where I'm wearing a sundress, I believe. <laughs> that might have been what I saw. <laughs> and uh, I can't. We were filming another sessions video, um, and we're filming it outside, and it was for a song of our new album. And we were gonna, yeah, I was gonna dress in a dress again and it was a tight cocktail dress this time and we filmed it and we filmed about half of it and it was super nice and sunny out and then like a fucking snowstorm hit the next day so we just haven't finished filming it <laughs> wait until the next year yeah we're probably gonna have to like redo the whole thing maybe don't i'll keep it's the dress. hilarious i've we did that with uh, one of our videos we kind of shot it like a couple months apart and then the guy that was shooting it was like oh we need to like you know, for continuity, I'm like, no, oh, fuck continuity. It's hilarious if there's no continuity. <laughs> we just did that. If you ever want to watch the shorts video for Burning Nichols, zero continuity. I think I have seen that one, yeah. <laughs> well, you wouldn't forget it. It's me with my monkey tail, my monkey tail beard. Oh, man. Next time you do a Burning Nichols record, I'm going to do a guest spot vocal, okay? Yes. I insist. Yeah. <laughs> we put out a lot of shit. Yeah, man, I'm gonna. We're at about the half hour mark. That's how where we like to keep these, these uh, BRD bird okay. drop interviews. But uh, what do you got? Any final messages for your for the folks at home about your new album or whatever you got going on? Yeah, I mean, uh, just uh, thanks again for having me on here. This has been fucking awesome. Uh, it's always fun to talk to you. But um, yeah, thanks for uh, promoting the album for us. Uh, we got Berserker Hollywood Land comes out on December 11th. It'll be on all digital platforms. We can sell you a CD too, but fucking not until the government lets me actually like, you know, contact you or whatever, or whenever this COVID allows that. Then we'll start selling you CDs again. But uh, you can order shit on if you want to. But yeah, it'll be out December 11th on all platforms. Right now we got a couple of singles out already. You can fucking listen to... Uh, what singles did I drop, Josh? We Are the Empire. That came out yesterday. And, and um, knife something yesterday at the time of recording this interview, I guess. Knife in the and suburbs. Uh, knife in the suburbs. Yeah, yeah, that was the other one. So uh, we've got those two singles out there available on all those streaming platforms or whatever, Spotify, Bandcamp, whatever the hell you listen to. And yeah, those are those are out. Plus, you know, Sessions has like three albums that we've released, all EPs or whatever. You can go check those out. Those are on every streaming platform too. Hell yeah, man. Well, yeah, we're all. Hoping shit gets better, so everybody, you know, do your part. Let's get this shit over with so we can play some fucking live shows again before we're all old and decrepit. Yeah, just fucking, like, do what I've been doing, which is, you know, sitting around on your couch in your underwear, playing video games. Like, how many chances of your life are you going to get to do that? It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, when you, how often are you getting encouraged to do that? <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, I encourage it every day, but it's not often the government does. <laughs> All right, man. Well, yeah, I appreciate you taking the time. And best of luck with the release. And I'm sure we will talk again very soon. Hell yeah, buddy. It's good to talk to you. Let's play a show whenever the hell we're allowed to. Sounds great, buddy. You stay safe out there. Bye. Right. Right. Peace. Thanks once again for tuning in to another episode of Bird Drop. Make sure to check out the physical zine. Or else check out BrutalRealityDigest.com for more zany material. Until next time, this has been Josh Hotta and the Bird Drop Crew.
Oh man, I am good. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Oh man, I am good. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Oh man, I am good. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Oh man, I am good. How are you doing? Interesting. 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 interesting.